just okay. started it over from the very beginning. That's better. <coughs> you can feel it. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> Welcome to Pardon Me. My name's Erin. And I'm Allie. We're sisters IRL and want to bring you into the sisterhood. Each week we're sharing about us, our lives, pop culture, advice, and everything in between. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of, hey guys. of our show. Pardon me. What do they say in um oh Princess Diaries? Welcome back to Shut Up and Listen. I'm Lily Moskovitz. I'm Lily Moskovitz. That really is what our show is. Shut up and listen. <laughs> Truly an iconic name. I saw you sent me the video actually this week of the Princess Diaries themed. It was a birthday party. Did you? Yes, yeah. I did. But uh, we went to a we went to a bridal shower like a couple months months ago. back. I guess it was still warm when it was happening. So yeah, a couple months ago. Um, and it's for like my mom has this like friend group, and it was for one of the daughters of the friend group. And after it was like over, and we were like cleaning it up, we got to talking, and we were like, "Well, shoot, like we got to come up with the themes for the Who, other." Who's the next one going to be? Or like and- how many more left do we have in this group? I think we have. We've got a few bri- have We've got a few bridal showers, but then we've got like baby showers. Baby showers, too. but there are like four girls left, <laughs> right? There's like four of them left, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, but we were talking, and we were talking about all the different themes we could do because Erin had her shower was like a '50s housewife shower, which, like, looking back, I'm like, it was cute, but it like, was really well what done. A weird theme. <laughs> it was really well done. And then it wasn't very me, but it was, well but it done. was well done. It was well done. So, so and, and I was like one of the first. So one of you were the first. I think so. Unless I'm forgetting. I don't know who I'm forgetting. No, but nobody. nobody. I was the, the first. first. And so it was very well done. It was wonderfully executed. They were like, this is what we've been waiting for. We've yeah. been training for this our whole lives. So yeah, that so. was really good. And then this last one that we went to was Mamma Mia themed, which is so, so cute. So cute. Um, and so we were talking about like themes for showers and we decided that my shower, which I don't know if it, this will be one that they throw. I think honestly, Aaron, you'll probably throw I'll it. I'll probably throw it cause because I'll know how to do it because it's my childhood too. Exactly. So we decided that, that my bridal shower will be Princess Diaries themed. Yeah. Which is kind of Amazing. iconic. So that was just a fun little tip. <laughs> I don't know got me in a tangent but Aaron, how was your week it was good um i don't really remember what <laughs> i was gonna say we got to talking before the episode and we were like shoot did we even think about like what we happened this week? unpacked um our mom and dad's kitchen yeah our parents house has been under renovation reorganized some stuff in the pantry yeah it's been under construction since like october yeah so it's finally getting we're trying to stage it right now i was like it is not done yet for a party but the kitchen after many many days of unpacking and organizing and whatever we are in the home stretch and it's mostly unpacked we ate a meal we cooked and ate a meal there last night cookies and i made cookies i christened the oven um so we i've spent a lot of time doing that last week i worked and i did I'd get off of work and then I'd go over to mom and dad's for several hours and do that. Like 
I think grandpa didn't see me. Like I'd leave the house at like 10 a.m. and I wouldn't see him again. Because <laughs> I'd be gone for so long. But I was just saying, I, I did a lot of the similar thing. I would be there at like 10 a.m. last week and then I'd be coming home at like nine nine o'clock at night and i hadn't seen jackson all day <laughs> exactly so we've been doing a lot of we that were there a lot last week but it's mostly done it's mostly done which is really nice and it looks amazing and it's really nice to have somewhere to like gather and do stuff yeah so that was really cool other than that yeah that's really been I've the wa- only i thing watched I've been a doing. lot of football this weekend my condolences other than the chiefs won that was such a good go chiefs game. go yeah. taylor swift Every time she popped on the screen, I'm like, it's Taylor. It's Taylor. Or when Jason freaking <laughs> hopped out of the box with a shirt with off. With a shirt off. I was like, Jackson. I'm po- scared. Jackson pointed that out to me and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, literally. I'm like, I'm kind of scared. I'm excited for this week's episode of New Heights, though, to kind of see yeah. what they have to say about it. Other than that, like, I didn't really do. Oh, I, I, this is literally the only thing that I've been doing a lot recently. Um, I started The Crown. Period, you guys. If you haven't seen The Crown, go and watch it. I realized really quickly that I genuinely do not know anything about um, the, royal the royal family. family. Like, I know a little bit about, like, the recent. You like you know, the like, Kate Middleton and you know Princess I Diana. I know a lot about, like, Harry and Meghan. But the early seasons, it's like, whoa. Well, also, um, Prince Philip is a dick. <laughs> uh yeah he is and it only gets worse <laughs> i literally well when how he, far in are you we're in the second season now prince philip's still oh philip i thought you said prince charles i was like girl no philip prince philip he is a double-edged coin a double-sided coin a double-edged coin <laughs> he is a double-sided kind kind because sometimes i'm like dude you're the, first of all you're the most handsome man <laughs> in the world matthew smith thank you but he is such a douche sometimes i'm like can your masculinity not handle being married to and it's the queen of england it's funny because like when i was because when he died i think he died in 2020 2020 yeah or no 2021 i think yeah um when he died like the queen's instagram released a press statement that was like my dearest Philip, I will love you forever. And then I started watching the show thinking he was like a really good dude because like of that. Saint. Because of that one Instagram caption after he died, I was like, oh, he was like her sweetheart, the love of her life. And then we watched the show. We started watching the show and I was like, who is this man? He's so mean. But I will say, have you gotten into a lot of the Philip like origin story? I just lines? barely tapped into it. Oh my gosh. So when I watch those, I'm like, I actually feel really bad for him. Yeah, we tapped into it a little bit. So don't spill too much. But that is definitely something that and we started watching. In later seasons, he's way nicer. Like as he gets older, oh, he's I'm way sure. nicer. So no- Normally people get nicer With as age. they get older. So, yeah. so yeah. highly recommend The Crown. It's really good. And I did not think I was going to like it. And Jackson definitely did not think he was going to like it. And both of us are like, let's watch The Crown. <laughs> it's such like... It is award-winning television. The way yeah. it is created. Like, you don't even have to be into the royal family. No. It's just, like, characters in any TV show. It's any, like, drama. So yeah. it's really good. Speaking of television, um, the other thing that I saw this week is Variety launched, or launched, they released a top 100 list of TV shows. Mm-hmm. 
and I recommend going to look at it because um, what's on it? Well, no, like okay, I'll say this much: How I Met Your Mother and Modern Family and New Girl, none of them are on it. And it's like like of all time, of all time. Please tell me like Seinfeld's number one. No, Seinfeld's that show like is so dumb. Seinfeld's like number nine. That's a dumb show. But so. like Community is number a hundred, and I'm like, if you're not gonna put Modern Family on there. How can you put community like community was good until like the last few seasons and it was absolute dog shiz. And you and that phrase. No, like it was horrible. And so but they put that at a hundred and they didn't even include modern family. I'm so curious. So to you go should look go at look at it. at it afterwards. If you haven't seen it, go look at it and tell me I'll let fill me know the people you, in. Let me know if you agree, because I I was I was scrolling through it and I was like, that I've never even that show before yeah interesting um in the world of tv for me i've been on my celebrity jeopardy grind oh with ken jennings with ken jennings um <laughs> oh my god what happened is i came home from something i don't know i came home from i think probably my parents house and i just turned on the tv like like the actual tv watching like with, with commercials and stuff mm-hmm and Celebrity Jeopardy was on, and I was watching, and I was, like, answering the questions, and I was like, dang, I'm really smart. I should go on here. I'm like, I should be on Celebrity Jeopardy, or just regular Jeopardy. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this show is so fun. And so then for, like, three days straight, I watched, like, endless Celebrity Jeopardy. Have you, have you watched the Jeopardy greatest, the GOAT Jeopardy? No, That's what I'll introduced me it. to Ken Jennings. Because he's won Jeopardy he, yeah, he's the, a so, lot of times. Hey, guys, if you didn't know who Ken Jennings was, he is the host. He's the current host of Jeopardy, of Jeopardy and Celebrity Jeopardy. Um, and he won. He's like the like all time winner of Jeopardy. Yeah, basically. The so he's won like four million dollars playing Jeopardy. And yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. But he is from Utah. He went to BYU. Yeah. He is an active member of the church. And I, without knowing any of that, I was <laughs> so humbling. I was watching the show and I was like, that Ken Jennings is pretty attractive. I'm going to be honest <laughs> oh with my you gosh. guys. But it's not like a, oh, he's hot. It's like, he's so smart. He's he, so smart. He's so, so smart and, and so witty. Yeah. And I'm just like that's the kind of man right there that I am interested in. And then I like was doing some like, Goog- I was Googling to see if he was married. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Could not be me. I was like, is Ken Jennings married? And then I like clicked and clicked on his wife. And it was like, they met at Brigham Young university in 1990, whatever. And I was like, no way. <laughs> so I like look at his Wikipedia page and he's like, active member of the Church oh of Jesus my Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's too much. And I was like, well, we really are all connected. <laughs> you can really spot him in the wild. <laughs> so yeah, I've been on my celebrity Jeopardy grind. I watch it every night before I go to bed. Also, I watched like a YouTube video while I was falling asleep the other night. I've just been on like a put my laptop on my bed watch a show until i fall asleep yeah. kind of thing which is kind of normal for me so i'm sorry if i'm like sniffling so much too i swear i've been sick for like three weeks now <laughs> like i got sick two days after we recorded the last two episodes and you just and i have in. been sick ever since yeah and it just kind of evolves and gets better at least now i could breathe out of my nose most of the time but my cough is still there which for those of you who don't know i have vocal damage so so <laughs> whenever i good. cough it's not great yeah but 
I think that covers our recap, our hyperfixations, and pop culture corner. It does. Cool. Okay, so this week we are talking about Enneagrams. Yes, this week we are talking about the Enneagram. Um, the Enneagram is something that we both love and use. And over the past couple of years, at least I, I know Aaron too, has too. routinely used it to help guide our relationships, kind of understand our selves better and to like i don't know i just think it's useful in your life well i also think that like sometimes i i face like in my relationships when i'm discussing someone with someone and in my brain i'm like how is this not important to you and then you're and like, then it's like oh um, they have totally different motivators yeah and, and motivators like and stuff so it's been extremely helpful understanding that yeah so for those of you who don't know what the enneagram is um i just have a couple some little background information about the enneagram Um, according to truity.com the enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions there are nine enneagram personality types each of which has their own key motivations and fears that largely guide their actions and decisions Understanding your primary type can be a powerful tool for self-knowledge and improvement in all areas of your life, both at home and in the workplace. I didn't know this, but the Enneagram actually has roots that go back several centuries and can be traced back to the 4th century in Alexandria, where the Christian mystic Evagrius Ponticus conceptualized a system of personality typing based on eight deadly thoughts and their associated remedies. Interesting. However, the first person to coin the term Enneagram was G.I. Gurdjieff Gurdjieff in the 20th century. Gurdjieff. But Gurdjieff used the Enneagram shape because the Enneagram is like a circle with nine points in it. Um, And they all connect. Yeah. He used that shape as a reference for movement in his like dance um oh, yeah interesting. he was like a modern dancer choreographer guy i didn't know that so he used the shape to reference movement and not to reference personality types but the word enneagram derives from the greek ennea which means nine and gramma which means drawing obviously oh um okay <laughs> yeah Off- after that oscar e Ichazo? Ichazo is largely credited as the principal source of the nine enneagram personality types and used them to teach self-improvement courses during the 1950s in South America and later in the United States in the 1970s. A student of Ichazo, Claudio Naranjo, then further developed the Enneagram personality system as it gained steam throughout the 1980s and 90s. So So that's the history. But um, since 2017, there has been a documented rise in the interest of the Enneagram, particularly among millennials. And there's also like, that makes sense because of like astrology and stuff. Yeah. And everybody, I think there's a few, I mean, there's a lot of other personality tests and whatnot, but like, and I think many of them are valid. We all just want to learn more about who we are and who we associate ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, let this be the disclaimer that like, we are not experts, <laughs> experts in literally anything. Um, so, like, if you don't believe in the Enneagram, you don't have to. But at least for me. I feel like it's the one that makes, like, the most sense. I would say it's either the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs that make yeah. the most sense. But I feel like the Enneagram personally rings very true to how I feel and perceive myself and my surroundings. Yeah. And then there's also, like, a lot of Instagram accounts, too, 
about like enneagrams. There's one that I follow specifically that I think it's called Mirabelle Mirabelle Creates. Creates. Mirabelle Creates. Mirabelle Creations, Creations, I think. And she is so cute. She has like a whole booklet on Enneagrams and like understanding your type. And she's originally like a lettering, like she does lettering. But um, she wrote a book about Enneagrams and she does these cute little illustrations. Like she does little cute graphics and goes through each Enneagram like, like every day. Yeah. Like for Mother's Day, she's like, what? what mother are you according to the Enneagram? And like, she just does all these fun little or things. Or like how to treat this person if they're this Enneagram or whatever. Yeah. So I, I recommend looking at her stuff. She's She's got some cute stuff. But I would say the Enneagram is a great tool just in general. I've used it like in the workplace and designing things like that mm-hmm. to help people kind of understand themselves. Um, beyond the initial nine types, the Enneagram is structured in three groups or centers that represent the head, the heart and body, also known as thinking, feeling, and the instinctive types. The three types in each center share a common emotional theme. Some Enneagram follows followers also believe that beyond your main Enneagram type, each person also has a secondary Enneagram wing that contributes to their overall personality. Your wing type is one of the types before or after your Enneagram numerically. For example, me, Allie, I'm an Enneagram three, so my wing would have to be a two or a four, mm-hmm. but I'm a three wing four. My college roommate um, was super into the Enneagram, and her and I still talk about it all the time, but she taught me so much and shared so many podcasts with me about the Enneagram, and she introduced me to what are called the instinctual subtypes of the Enneagram. And these subtypes represent each individual on an instinctive level, labeling them as self self-preserving, which means like you your like instinctive value is to protect yourself mm-hmm. or they're social, which means your instinctive value is like in groups and things like that with multiple people. And then you can be a sexual like Enneagram type subtype. And that just means you most value like one on one relationships. So these types indicate core motivations of being when it comes to interacting with yourself or others. Yeah. So that's a little background on the Enneagram as a personality index. If you want to find out what your Enneagram is, you have a few ways to go about doing that. First, my roommate who was super into the Enneagram says that the the correct way of finding what your Enneagram is, is that you have to go to the Enneagram Institute um, online and go to the type descriptors and then read all the descriptions of each type and pick which one resonates the most with you um, to kind of... That seems like a lot of yeah reading. <laughs> well, and that's why I'm like... And that- I feel like there's something that I can probably identify with in each of them. Well, that's true. There is also lots like of research behind like, is your Enneagram actually this or is it this? And so... She says that that's the the proper way, the correct way of discovering your Enneagram, which I think can work if that's what you're interested in. Me personally, I love an online personality quiz. Which Disney princess are you? Exactly. (laughs) So if you go to truity.com, there's a a free Enneagram test and it takes like 10 minutes. I was going to say, I've... Yeah, I've had to I've had to do it a few times. Yeah, I've taken it several times over the last like several years. And it always comes back with the same main type. Sometimes it changes based, uh, sometimes it changes my wing, but I have the same main type. So 
do you want to go over what each name is called? Yeah. So there are nine types, like she said. Um, type one is the perfectionist. Type two is the giver. Type three is the achiever. Type four is the individualist. Type five is the investigator. Type six is the skeptic. Type seven is the enthusiast. Type eight is the challenger. And type nine is the peacemaker. Yeah, and hearing those, like going through each role or the name of each type and knowing the people in my life that have that Enneagram type, it makes so much sense. Like, yeah, I was I'm like, oh, that person is the peacemaker. Yeah, yes. we've had a few people um, in our family like take it and it's it's always funny like seeing things about it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so I know what everyone is in our family. I have a notes app actually that I'm like, that's very type eight of you. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> so, Erin, um, tell us about your Enneagram type. So, I'm a type two, and that is the giver. Um, I think I'm a type two wing one. When I took the little mm, quiz thing, it kind of was like totally even on three and one. I feel like one makes more sense than right? three for you. Right? So, yeah. I think I'm a type two. I know I'm a type two, maybe wing one. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty balanced between the two. Type twos are often defined by their desire to belong and to be loved by others, which is definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> um, some key qualities of type twos are a warm smile and eyes, approachable and radiates kindness, excellent team player, caring and gentle, nurturing and patient. So that's me. That's two not True. to toot my own horn no <laughs> literally me reading mine i'm like and i am good at everything actually <laughs> no. <laughs> no but it's it's interesting um reading about it because i'm like yeah that makes sense for me um another thing that i found interesting and it was from that one instagram account um talking about like what a type two is parenting Mm -hmm. and it says like type two people like parents try and have an emotional connection every single time they talk to their kids so like every time like lincoln's acting out i will get down on his level and i'll be like what are we feeling beckett do not <laughs> <laughs> no but like every like i will take every single opportunity i have even if he's being a total crap but like i'll take every opportunity i have to be like and how do you feel about like how how do I and make how do you feel about that? How do I make every single moment in passing be this deep connection, which I think is a good thing because I think if we like understand that's the whole point of the enneagram to me is if we understand our emotions, then our behaviors become way more manageable because yeah. we're like okay I know why I'm doing this so if I keep that core motivation but shift my like behavioral focus yeah then I'm able to like be more in control of my life. Yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, I really like being a type two, but I feel like everybody likes what I was going to say. I are. think they just feel seen by what their Enneagram is. Well, because it's them. So it, you're like, Oh my gosh. No, that's reading totally my Enneagram <laughs> descriptor. I'm like, it's like reading a book. Someone wrote on my mind. Um, so Enneagram type twos make up approximately 11% of the population. Um, and they're mostly, it's, it's a really female dominated type, mm -hmm. but there are also men that do, I think it was like 15%. I don't know. I'm 
could get that totally wrong, so I'm not even going to put percentages in. But I was like, I don't know. Mostly, I know 11% of the population is a type 2, uh, according to the website. According to Um Also, according to Truity's website, twos, um, the deepest fear that twos have is being alone and unloved. They often cope with this fear by taking care of others and making themselves central to people's lives. I know this very well. It's like, wow. I know. Hey, people pleaser, how well, you doing? There are also parts of the website where it's like an unhealthy, and I'm like, ooh. No. <laughs> and I'm reading it, and I'm like, mm, been I there before. This. Been there before. But like, um, I know I find myself feeling super self-conscious sometimes about how I'm perceived by others, and I always want to like prove myself True. in other people's lives. Well, you always want to like be of service. In a way that's like, I think I need to be, I mean, maybe that's me. I want to, I want to prove myself in relationships with other people so that they feel like they need me. Yeah. Around. I was like, like you like, will self-sacrifice to be needed in a relationship. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be, go over and ab- above and beyond so that one day when they're like, you know, who's missing from this? Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> we need her. We need her to have fun. Um, so a two's core motivator is to feel loved and appreciated. And this motivates them to express love towards others in words and actions. So I just really want to be the person that everybody says, you know, who, who would be really good at doing this? Erin would. Erin. Let's, let's ask her. And then I want to, I want to be I'm helpful. sure she'd love to help. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, would I? <laughs> But, like, appreciation is also so important because that's what, like, fills my bucket. So, like, the hardest part, I feel like, about this specific personality type is that I will literally go, 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 go to do things for people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because in my brain, I think oh, I'm being so nice about it. So they will see that and they will have to be like, Aaron, you're amazing. Like, we love you. And that's what I, like. Unfortunately, we live in an unforgiving world. No. <laughs> People I know people are selfish no and that's why i'm like so i often try and do things like really extra extra nice because i'm like that's how the world should be that's how everyone should treat everyone do you feel like you often have like are you disappointed a lot because of that i'm not disappointed but sometimes i feel I like definitely feel like this is what i'll say sometimes i definitely feel like other personalities mm-hmm. that are more straightforward and to the point they get what they want more mm-hmm. because they're so forward. And in my brain, that seems backwards to me because I'm like, they were so rude. Mm-hmm. How did they get what they want? And then everyone walks all over me because I'm nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To me, that's where it doesn't seem fair to me. But anyways, that is one of the things that's like a little unhealthy. True. And I've dealt with, and I'm working so hard to have that not affect me, but yeah, in my own life, I often feel like I'm taking advantage of sometimes. Because I that. was like, I think we're we our types are in the same center. Yeah, they're are, right. Are by we each in? Other. We're both in the love. Are we in heart? Yeah, circle thing. Yeah. So we're in the heart center of the enneagram. Yeah, yeah. I really like it, but it can be draining sometimes. Because I would think for me, like putting in so much effort into relationships, and I felt this way in past relationships and in friend groups and things like that, where I'm like. All I do for you people is like all I do to please everyone. I just want everyone to be happy. Like, and again, there are probably some people in my life who are like, Ellie, you want everyone to be happy? BS. And I'm like, no, I do. 
I want to like, like we talked about and like party planning and stuff. I want to bring people together. I want, I mean, maybe my motivation is still have them love me and not necessarily like to actually maybe sponsor actually community. <laughs> but like, and I'm just like, and for nothing, like <laughs> I don't get anything from you people. <laughs> so I'm like, to me it is so frustrating. Yeah. And so I can imagine since our Enneagrams are like close, they're close. They're not the, like sim. I can't even say they're similar, but they're close in in that in that that i was like i feel like for me i get really upset when i like pour into my relationships and then i don't get treated that way it's not reciprocated i'm like i'm i'm pissed off for real yeah so another so some of the core values of twos are altruism kindness Mm -hmm. shared experiences with others and approachability and i feel like approachability is the one that i really i crave to be approachable one time my friends and I were out on like we went to in and out and then we went to got Froyo and then we were just like hanging out at a park or something mm-hmm. next to the Froyo place. And each location we were approached by a yeah. random stranger. Like this guy asked us, he was asking us about our mental health. That was weird. And then <laughs> the second time someone was like, that. where could we go eat near here? I'm like, there's a pizza place next door. And then the third yeah. place someone asked us to like, take their picture. And that night we were like, are we approachable? <laughs> we made it. <laughs> so I totally get that. Yeah. I think being approachable, that's a big deal to me because I really like, I like to be the shoulder that people cry on. I love that. I really do. I I also like that, <laughs> but only when it's reciprocated. And I feel like it's just got to be exhausting to be like, and I'm waiting for when you get your heart broken so that I can be here to like save the day. Yeah. So when twos are healthy, like we talked about, they are selfless caregivers who are fulfilled by feeling giving unconditional, f- by freely giving unconditional love. Whereas an unhealthy two can fall into a pit of self-despair and criticism, constantly looking for others' faults and wrongdoings. Been there. So there's definitely a balance. And I think that the goal is just being able to balance boundaries and whatnot. Um, Type twos in public are often people that strangers are naturally drawn to, to ask for directions or advice, or they're kind of the mom and dad of friend groups a lot of the time. Um, growth for a type two often looks like learning how to practice self-love more regularly. The amount of times you are in your self-love era. I really am. The amount of times that I will be like sitting on my couch and I've got like a million projects I'm working on and I have to like literally actively be like, I'm putting this down. This is Let's my put a pin in it. No, but like, this is my night. I'm not going to consume myself around other people's projects 24 seven. So, <clears throat> so I think learning how to set boundaries and not being available 24 mm-hmm. seven, that's a big one in growth. Um, some famous type twos include Dolly Parton, Slay, Mother Teresa, Slay. Nancy Reagan, <laughs> Maya Angelou, Peter Malark from the Hunger Games. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? I love him. I knew I liked him. Um, True. and then my personal favorite, Jessica Day from New Girl. True. That is my favorite TV show of all time, and that's probably why. But yeah, there's a quote in my family from an episode of New Girl, and I don't remember the context of it. But I think Schmidt's telling, <laughs> I think Schmidt's telling Jess like how to like reject people on like blind dates and stuff, being like, just tell them you have to go, or tell them that you're getting you got an important call or your house is on fire. And she says, no. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. 
And so Schmidt says, do you just walk around all day thinking about other people's feelings? And Jess says, yeah, don't you? <laughs> no. How do you get anything done? And Jess is like, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that that quote right there, I want it freaking cross-stitched on my I wall. I should do that for you. Except Liter- I suck at cross-stitch. Literally, that is my life. Is And like, I, I remember my dad was watching New Girl and he came across that episode and he's like, Aaron, this is you. And I was like, yeah, I know. And the fact that other people don't go around doing that is shocked. Like, what what consumes other people's heads? <laughs> You're like, huh, you guys must... No wonder everyone is doing so well in this economy. <laughs> I just am like, how how does nobody else consider that? But yeah, if you need anything, if you need to know anything else about my personality type, just go watch New Girl. Yeah. Because that's literally... Jessica Day is me to a t and it's funny i actually looked it up i think schmidt is a type three that would make sense and yeah. so like i have a lot of type threes in my life and, and i have a lot of type twos in my life yeah, randomly. so schmidt and jess <laughs> we just we balance each other <laughs> we're both in the heart center but so yeah that's my that's my spill on my type two yeah so like I said earlier, I'm an Enneagram three wing four and I am what is known as the achiever. Some threes are defined by their impressive drive to want and to achieve more. Um, some key qualities of type threes are their awareness of social niceties, an impressive range of accomplishments, extremely busy and on the go, a refined taste in outer appearance, which I'm like in a perfect life. I am dressed to the nines every day I definitely take pride in like what I look like, I think, but in my current state, I don't think my style is exactly what I want it to be. Um, And their charisma, which I wouldn't really consider myself a charismatic person, but like the Riz, (laughs) I don't have. (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys. If you watch Dancing with the Stars, there's one week this last season where Val um, and Sochi they, Sochi was teaching Val what Riz is. And so then they get up after their dance and Julianne Huff is asking their questions. And she goes, so Val, do you have Riz? And then he like looks down. <laughs> Val is so attractive, by the way. He like looks down and looks up. He goes, come on, girl. And I go, ah. <laughs> so I guess I have Riz. No, I was thinking and I was like, I don't think I'm particularly charismatic. And then I was like, wait. In all of my classes, anytime I've ever made friends with anyone in college or anything like that, I have been the one that has talked to them. I have been the one that has made them laugh. Like very, You're a very outgoing person. Yeah, very rarely does someone like come to me and I'm like, I want to be friends with them. I'm like, they want to be friends with me. <laughs> so maybe I am charismatic. <laughs> um but and, reading and humble too. and humble you know um but now reading this list i can think in my like current mental state i can understand how people would perceive me as this like overachiever like always on the go and i look at my life and i'm like that is cannot be further from the truth <laughs> actually but i think because type threes also have like really deep-rooted insecurities and i'm sure every, i mean everyone does but like this need to be doing the most and to be the best and so like the best at everything yeah you do and so like even if i am like i will be the first to admit i could probably be doing more right now um but like even if i were to be doing more there's like points in time where my time has seriously been spread so thin and i'm like and i'm still not good enough 
Like yeah. it's it's never it will never be enough. So that's kind of a hard thing. Um so type three's biggest fears are being insignificant or a failure. And I think I've been kind of driven by that fear for the past like nine ish months. I would say like last spring, early summer. Ooh. And there was a little brutal moment, but I definitely was like, everyone thinks I'm a failure. Everyone thinks I'm dumb and lazy and bad and everyone hates me <laughs> and my life sucks. <laughs> Turns out I just need to start taking my meds and go on walks again. <laughs> um, but three's core motivators are their need for attention and admiration. And as much as I hate to admit it, that is literally so me. Um, anyone who knows me knows how much I love attention and admiration. <laughs> it fuels me. <laughs> I remember when we went to the Eras it's tour. It's true, though. It's not bad. Like It's not bad. When we went to the Eras tour, so spoiler alert till the end of this, Taylor Swift is also in Enneagram 3. Don't be jealous. <laughs> um, but That also makes a lot of sense. At the beginning of the tour, there's this point where she's sitting at the piano in the Evermore era. Oh, my gosh. And she just sits there and lets everyone cheer and clap for her. <laughs> and she's like, you can see her like charge up like a robot. <laughs> And I'm like, that is literally me. She literally, I remember watching her do that. I was like, she needs this. She thrives off of the attention and admiration of yeah. others. And that is how I feel. I'm like, I need to be. I think you just need like a pat on the back. Like that's really what fuels you. It is that's really what... important to me. We should do an episode on love languages, but like, yeah, I just feel like I need everyone to tell me I'm doing a good job in order to like keep going, which is really hard. Because my motivators need to be intrinsic and not extrinsic, but but that's a big thing. I think also, I don't know if you saw this, but on Trudy's website at the very, very bottom, they have um, uh, your Enneagram in relationships. In relationships yeah. And so like if you're a type two married to a type three, which is my situation. If you're anyone married to no, a type like, three or friends no, with a type three. But like within all of the Enneagrams, so if you're like a two married to a nine or a six married to a seven, like... They have paragraphs on like what your partner needs, how to how to reciprocate feelings that they need, how to show love in a way that caters to their motivators. So whether that be being like you are appreciated or like I'm just reciprocating. I just need someone to be like, Allie, you are killing it right now. And me be like, you're right. I am killing it. Thank you. Yeah. So you're the prize. (laughs) I definitely thrive off of attention and admiration. And I have like. Ever since I was little, I was like, I just want someone to look up to me. Just look at me. (laughs) Well, because I felt like I always had these people that I looked up to a lot that I would be like, hey, they did this. So I'm going to do this because I wouldn't be where they are in a year. Yeah. And so like, (laughs) I don't know for sure if anyone ever looked up to me. If you did, please let me know. (laughs) I got the feeling that there were some people like a year or two younger than me, especially when it came to like high school choir that I was like, I know that they want to be where I am by the time they get to be like a senior. And so I could feel like it was so amazing. <laughs> you I felt a little bit like Taylor Swift at that moment. <laughs> you guys, when I went <laughs> oh my gosh. When I went up on stage, gosh, for my first choir concert my senior year, so the Madrigals president would go up and do like, Welcome, I'm Allie, I'm the Madrigals president welcome to our concert i'm the most important person here welcome to my park like (laughs) welcome to the show basically i looked forward to that moment for six years and after it was done i was like huh but i also was like power feels like i was like everyone 
all the 15 year olds out there right now just <laughs> looking up to me that's but that's i mean honestly like that's funny to me because that's not me at all that is so how i feel but like it's interesting because some of our greatest like leaders you have to have that kind of personality exactly you have to have that and so like in your head and some of the unhealthy traits that you might have and some of the unhealthy traits i might have but like specifically you that's what a lot of leaders have yeah so it's funny to I think, think that other people thing. face stuff like this that you're like i'm not the only selfish one <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i mean i definitely it's just i've just accepted it as it's a part of who i am i remember going to therapy when i was like 19 and being like i just i said i want more attention than anyone could ever give me and my therapist was like that's a breakthrough <laughs> No, but she was like, what makes you think that? I'm like, well, everyone always tells me that. And she was like, well, what if I introduced the idea that it's not that you want it, it's that you need it. Yeah. And that that's not a a moral positive or negative. That doesn't make you a bad person for wanting attention or needing attention. She's like, that's just one of your needs. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> You just blew my mind. You cured me. I was like, you're right. And so, and since that day, I think that's made things a little easier because I'm like, they just can't give that to me right now. Yeah. Like a lot of my like forgiveness process and with some people in my life is like, they just couldn't give that to me. It's not something they were capable of. Very few people are. (laughs) But it, it makes me feel better because it's not like, oh, I'm so selfish and I need so much attention and whatever. It's like, nope, that's just one of my needs and I'm not going to apologize for it, which... So if anyone else is a three and they feel that way, it's okay to have needs. It's okay it's to okay. it's okay to be needed. But you also need to recognize that when people can't don't have the capacity to fill fill those needs, that's not their fault. Yeah. But yeah. So threes, like I said, basically just want to be the best. And I feel that very deeply. <laughs> I have an innate need to compare and to compete. Well, and there's th- it's funny, and talking during this episode about Enneagrams, I'm reminded of a video that we have when we're kids. <laughs> Where I'm trying to tell a story and in the background <laughs> Is it the Easter video? No. Oh. No, in the background of my storytelling, I'm talking to my aunt in this story. Oh yes. And in the background, I'm trying I, I'm trying to get the sentence out and Allie is dancing and singing in the background. And I was a star I from day one. And I keep looking at Allie in the video. And I'm I, like two. And I must yeah, I'm like four or something. I think I was like five or six and you were like three or three four. Or four. And, but I'm talking and I'm trying to get this out and I'm like stuttering and tripping over my words. And Allie's like, look at me, look at me. And she's like, look at how amazing my, my plie is. And like, my aunt's like, Aaron's trying to tell a story right now. And Allie's like, it's, she's not doing a very good job. Cause she wasn't. I wasn't. I know that. But like, it's funny. I, I choke a lot of our relationship up today to that exact moment because it's funny because i'm always just trying to talk and you're like but i'm doing something i was born to shine (laughs) no the myers briggs personality index my personality type is labeled the performer yeah so i'm like that's you performer x the achiever that is who i am for sure um but there's a longer passage passage from my type description on truity that rings particularly true with me and i wanted to read it for all of you and it says at their best achievers tend to be confident energetic and humble role models who inspire others ding ding (laughs) 
Um, this type can be incredibly productive, even a workaholic. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm a workaholic. Though. I think you're a workaholic not in work. I was going to say, <laughs> this is the hardest thing about me is I am constantly faced with this like, am I not a hard worker? Like, am I not a hard worker? Because I don't really care to like... I think that get a big paying job necessarily right now, at least. But being a workaholic, you're a workaholic, not in the sense of like a career, like work. I care very deeply about the things I put my mind to right now. (laughs) Reading my description, it's always like, well, if you look at my life right now, it's not really that impressive. But I'm like, but I'm putting in the work so that in like five years, it is pretty impressive. Yeah. I was going to say your history with choir, especially that's workaholic. You guys, you're, I, we don't. It need, was crazy. We don't need to d- divulge into that, but like your history with that, your history with starting this podcast, true. That is, you put in the work. Yeah, when I'm in my career, I 100 expect to be a hard worker. We just got to get there. But I just got to get through school first because I'm really hard working at school. Say, you're an A A plus plus. Student. I would not say I'm an A plus plus student. A A minus B plus. But you do, you will have always been there. So yeah. you do work hard in school. And so that's good to hear from you too. Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm just trying to convince myself I just don't I'm a think, hard worker. I just don't think you're a hard worker when it comes to work. And you know that. I <laughs> just want to stick it to the man, I think. So, but, but that's actually, that's reassuring to yeah. hear that some <laughs> people think I work hard. Okay. Even a workaholic, they tend to dress well and enjoy materials and experiences that project an image of wealth or success. You just want to project think. a certain image of like, yeah, gotten it together. I wouldn't even say like wealth. I'd say like you just want to look like you've got it together because you work hard and you. Because I don't want to look reflect. like a billionaire, but I would like to look that I. I just feel am like doing okay when you work hard. The way you want that reciprocated is to have people look at you and be like, I can tell she works hard because she looks like that. You know what I mean? I can tell he works hard because he dresses like that. Yeah. So I think that that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So an unhealthy three may appear obsessive, self-aggrandizing and malicious. They may throw other people under the bus for their own advantage and appear untrustworthy. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Enneagram threes cool. <laughs> are part of the heart-based triad of the Enneagram, along with type two and type fours. This triad focuses on the emotion of grief and struggles with not feeling lovable as they are. So we share that. I hear that. Love that for us. Um, as children, this type most likely learned from an early age that achievement resulted in love and praise. So they established their identity on gaining attention in the form of success. Mic drop. Never has there been a true state. I said, wow. you? Awesome. That's so true. <laughs> and I feel like you can see that in my history, like with performing and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Is everyone's like, look at Allie. She's our little star. And I'm like, just like sucking up. <laughs> That's me. Success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Threes seek to project a specific image of themselves and repress their internal feelings. This type may struggle to understand their own emotions as they focus instead on what they want to do and achieve. So, like I said, it's like reading my journal. (laughs) I just like that's why I'm like, everyone go find out what your Enneagram is because it feels very fascinating to me. Very real. And I tell lots of people, I'm like, find out what your Enneagram is, mostly because I'm like, I want to see how our Enneagrams interact with each other. I like, but a lot of times I'm like, go read your type and they're like, 
Whoa. I like to know, like, I think I know my mom and dad's. And, yeah, I just find it so interesting to to see that. And I, I've read a few things about, like, trying to understand, like, how they felt as children through their Enneagram and what that is written about as kids. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. <laughs> my roommate that is really into the Enneagram, my old roommate, her and her family went on a family vacation sometime last year, and they had a night devoted to the Enneagram. I want to do that. It's actually, I think we should do like a presentation night on it almost. That but is basically, so she was like, but it, it turned into like a really long emotional journey, conversation, <laughs> discussion of like what each person's Enneagram type is and how each person can better cater to that Enneagram type so that they can create a better like family bond. Yeah. I was going to say understanding that has been really helpful in our family dynamic. Cause I'm like, like you said in the therapy that are in your therapy and just in your life, realizing that like, just because people aren't giving you that doesn't mean that they don't, doesn't mean I'm a bad person doesn't for needing it and doesn't mean that they're a bad person for, for not, not being, being able, able to, to give, give it. To yeah. You. Exactly. And so I think that that's interesting in, in understanding how you and other types interact with each other. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, like Aaron said, on the descriptions, they have an unhealthy versus healthy um, descriptor category. And I feel like reading those healthy versus unhealthy, because they have like a healthy, average, and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can kind of map where my like mental health has been over the last couple of years based on Depending. how I've felt. <laughs> yeah. I would say right now I'm in between like healthy and average, but like, like I said, last spring and summer, I was definitely in an unhealthy state of just being really obsessive and really worrying what everyone was thinking about me. And I'm like, girl, they do not care. They are not <laughs> Nobody thinking about you thinking that much. About you. And if they're thinking about you, they're probably thinking you're doing an okay job, you know? Yeah. Like life's hard on all of us. And so I really enjoyed reading those I, as well. I think, um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely chart. And then lastly, I wanted to share some of the celebrities and fictional characters that also are type threes. Again, I feel so seen by these. <laughs> if any of you know me. <laughs> so Oprah Winfrey, which to be compared to her in any sense of the word, incredible. Taylor Swift, like I said, Duh. my queen. Lady Gaga, Slay, Beyonce, Slay, <laughs> Meghan Markle, Casey Musgraves, Reese Witherspoon, which I love Reese Witherspoon, Leslie Note from Parks and Rec, which she's got to be a three wing two, though. She's because, so much nicer than me because there's I've recently been watching Parks and Rec for the first time. And every time she opens her mouth and says something, I'm like, I agree with like, that's me. Too. She's got to be a wing two. Yeah. But Leslie, nope. She knows what she wants. Um, She works really hard. Yeah. Amy from Little Women. You guys. (laughs) First of all, I love Little Women. Second of all, I love Amy in Little Women. And I I love Florence Pugh. And I love the 2019 version of Little Women. So, and I've always said I'm an Amy. And justice for Amy, for real. (laughs) Justice for having to marry... (laughs) Having to marry the man that your sister rejected? <laughs> Absolutely not. Just because he asked you? Uh-uh. That actually makes me so sad. There are so many videos on TikTok that are like like sad sounds from Amy from the movie. 
and everyone comments like, but she ended up with Laurie. I'm like, as a, as a last resort, as a, side. as a second choice, yeah, like that's got to be heartbreaking. And then lastly, <laughs> that rings the most true. <laughs> oh my God. Rachel Berry from Glee. Yeah. You guys, I love Glee. Um, first <laughs> and season. And you know, Allie. <laughs> first season, Rachel Berry from Glee. It's like, it's me in high school because she's like, she's like, I always put a gold star by my name. The star is, uh, oh my gosh, what does she say? It's a metaphor because I'm a star. And I'm like, I love you so much. But she's just so ridiculous in that season one. And also she, her, she feels her emotions so deeply. Yeah. And, and she she's needs not to be the best. She literally sent someone to a crack house. So that she would still be the best singer in the Glee Club. Oh I would gosh. never do that, of course. She is a little exaggerated. It was like, she is definitely like a satirical representation, but... Yeah. It's... I love Rachel, and everyone hates her. <laughs> I just... You think she's great? It just feel I feel seen. I don't know. Um, I was also going to say, after that, um, the movie Whiplash. Oh my gosh, guys. This is a hot take on either side. It could be a hot take. I don't actually know what the public consensus of this movie is. I think most people like it. I hate that movie. I love Whiplash. I hate it because I hate it. <laughs> I, I Here's the thing. And this is what divides the two of us. You crave to be the best at everything you do. Mm -hmm. You're very... I will sacrifice yeah, to be the best. You will sacrifice to be the best. I will not. I do not put up with mean people to be the best. And that movie is very reminiscent of a certain teacher that I had and a certain teacher that Allie had that both of us had very different takeaways from. As an adult now, I yeah, I can see that he was mean. He was horrible. And you and, just had Stockholm Syndrome. And mentally abusive. I but And verbally. Hey. Hella hey, verbally abusive. I'm not going to give him the credit for me getting a vocal scholarship. No, no, don't. But I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. That's I, for I sure. recognize that. So if you want to go like watch Whiplash and you love it, you might be a type three. And if you hate it, you might be a type two because <laughs> it is insanity. It's and I think it's incredible. If you like that movie, good for you. I hate it. It gives me nightmares. I can't. It makes me viscerally angry watching it's, it it's so good <laughs> we watched it we watched half of it last night and i'm like this movie is my life i love it i saw it for the first time like three months ago and i think i've watched it six yeah, times I, I watched it with you and i was like this is the worst movie it's so good it's on Netflix. i had to like i had to like stand up and walk away and be like i can't watch this yeah but, so that's a movie yeah. about being there's, the best there's a lot of profanity in that movie just so you know yeah <laughs> and sacrificing yourself to be the best but yeah there are also tons of youtube videos that showcase the enneagram like your enneagram type in movies and in tv i'm really lucky because threes are often the subject of movies like well and if you look at your list all of them are like performers i was gonna say and leaders and threes are typically the main character also i only included like women on my list because the men i was like i don't really care about you but i know i watched a video about threes a while back and it was like the this is awful an unhealthy three 
is the main guy in Wolf of Wall Street. A thousand percent. He's, a, he's an unhealthy. One hundred thousand percent. An un yes. And then Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio's character also. That movie has a ton of profanity. I was like, I refuse a to ton. watch that movie. I watched it as satire. I refuse. I think to watch it's it. funny as satire. I think it is hilarious. Um, it has a lot of profanity in it but it's a pretty good movie just because of how insane he is I was gonna say that's I, what makes it good though is you watch it and it's you're like, like whiplash how, you're like how can a person be this way <laughs> yeah so he's a type three really unhealthy but another type three is like fantastic mr fox yeah he's a type three so i would go like find out your type then go like youtube and be like type six in film and tv and like a bunch of them come up and it's really yeah. cool to watch and see how you're Characters are portrayed in media, but yeah. that's my type. Yeah. So the Enneagram Institute and Institute and Truity, <laughs> the Enneagram Institute and Truity are also like they both offer guides for different types and relationships, like we said, and how types interact with each other. It kind of feels like reading a horoscope when it's like I don't know if any if any of you are into horoscopes, but. I have this app called CoStar and in it you can be like you with your friends and like what your connection is based on the stars. What percentage of love do you today? have between the two of well, you? literally. <laughs> um, but it's actually really You're insightful. 75% compatible. <laughs> no, it's really insightful <laughs> and understanding friends and family and romantic partners and how we might tend to interact with one another. Um, but we hope you learned something new about the Enneagram. Please take it. Or yourself today. And if you do take it, DM me or text me so I can put it on my little notes go, app so I know how to interact. Go comment on our post and tell us what type you are. Yeah. Because I'm really curious. I want to know because it's such a fascinating index. But I will forever be obsessed with Enneagrams. Yeah, seriously. Forever. We should, we'll share some of the Enneagram accounts that we follow as yeah. well to like help you guys out. But you if you haven't found out your type, go do it. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pardon Me. You can find us on Instagram at pardonme.pod, where you can be the first to get updates, be notified about new episodes, and generally enjoy the sister content. Be sure to leave a rating and review, and we will talk to you next week.